0: Or come get a can or a howler at their Canterbury Village location. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. Here to talk about that is their head coach, Kevin Townsend. You guys are now 4-0, and I want to get into all of that. But this was a very special night for your guys. This was the annual clash for the cure game this is a game that you play every year trying to raise money for cancer victims and research how special is it to be a part of this game every season
1: yeah it's i mean it's above beyond the game right it's it's what the community does and and the people that make it uh you know successful makes it special yeah i mean absolutely packed house a lot of emotions we gave um We have a a young man from Garber whose mom is is battling cancer and my captains gave uh, him at the coin toss uh, a little gift bag that we give. It has a a nice check in it that helps the family out. And then we gave to um, Garber's um, tennis coach who has cancer right now and is battling that. And then uh, they have a teacher also that uh, is fighting. So we gave three different things to help that family. So it's not just about our community, but... you know, our kids it was it was bringing two teams together for a greater cause how did freeland first take part in this game 2008 um paula funds my defensive line coach he used to coach at lowell and his wife um had a brain tumor and she had fought it and um uh, was doing well um and came back and fought it and then um she ended up losing her battle about uh, three years ago so we started the game in 2008 and um, brought experience. like I said, he was at Lowell and brought the idea there uh, from there. And, um, you know, it's just kind of emerged from, it was just football. It was the pink game. We wore pink jerseys and now it's a class for a cure and palms are involved and cheers involved and um, all the sports are involved in a pancake supper that we have. And then like, so the community just, uh, you know, just pours their heart into it.
0: And I can hear a lot of that community in the background, just listening to you guys talk right now. Sounds like you had a good crowd out there this evening for this.
1: Yeah. I mean, absolutely packed house. I mean, you know, if you didn't get here early, the procession, um, the, the boys wear jerseys they like a lot of the novelty games and they have someone's name that they're playing for on the back of them. And then they give that Jersey to that family. Um, When the game is over, they get to keep that. So, um, so you get a lot of, uh, you know people that may not normally come to a game to come out and support and then all those family members as well and like i said emotions are flying high and it's kind of like a senior night to do a procession before the game and um you know introduce who they're playing for and, and and if if the if the person is able to walk or if they're still here um then they would they would go with them and and uh, walk down the thing so that was at 6:15, so it was packed you know 45 minutes before the game so
0: I have been to many games at Freeland, and like you said if you don't show up early at Freeland, you may not get a good parking spot or you may not even get into the game itself because you always bring a crowd you pack the place but this was even bigger than the game itself. What do you hope that your guys take away from these games each year outside of the game itself?
1: yeah I mean exactly that we we um we, we went to we have a, one of my one of my good friends his. um his brother-in-law is, is battling throat cancer right now. And we actually took all of our seniors to his house uh, last week and gave him a gift. And, yeah. and um, you know, they got to see firsthand this, this gentleman breakdown and yeah. just how important yeah. it yeah. meant to him and his family, you know, he's not working or having any income coming in. And so, um, you know, just a huge thing for them. And, and they see that, you know, what, what, what the conversation we have with them is that we're playing a silly game right? I and mean, that's really what we're doing out there is we're playing a game that people love to come and watch, but these people are, are fighting for their lives or have lost that battle. And, um, you know, so, so for the boys to see that the, the conversation is, is that when they think that things are getting tough out there, think about how tough it is for the person on the back of your Jersey, and then, you know, dig a little deeper, cause that's what they're doing every day.
0: Has there ever been anybody that you've ever played for that? Maybe you want to give a shout out to the tonight?
1: Yeah. We like all the coaches had Carrie Lafine's t-shirt on which is Paul's my D line coach's wife. Like I said, um, but my, both my boys, Zachary and Jack both played and, and um, we, Zachary played for, uh, for Ron Shaman, um, who's a gentleman to helped build this complex and, and donates everything to children. And, and then, um, they played for their grandpa. And then we met an, an amazing family, um, and Jeremy and um, many years ago, their son Beckett was had leukemia. And um, Zachary played for him one year, and brought that family into our family. Now, you know that, that's that what that's what we are now. as family and spent a lot of time together during the summertime. So again, it, it brings you in touch with people that you may never have even come into contact with. So um, it, it's it's pretty powerful.
0: You have had so much success over these last several years building the program that you have at Freeland, and when you have that success. There's a lot of people that want to flock to your games. They want to be a part of the atmosphere every Friday night. And then they get that news that they are fighting cancer. What's it like for you and your guys to know that for a few hours on a Friday night, you can give them that special gift to know that you are thinking of them and you're playing for them?
1: Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is, is that, you know, for that small moment that we get to put everything to a side and start fighting for, you know, for other people. And, and, and again, you know, having a coach on my staff who, um, you know, unfortunately lost his wife. Um, he, he's kind of a a voice of reason for a lot of people. He's kind of a go-to guy that you can go and, and talk to. Um, and and he'll tell you the things that he did, you know, everybody wants to come help. And, um, you know, sometimes it can be a little overwhelming and, you know, people want to bring food and next thing you know, you've got, you know, tons of food that you can't eat. And so we talk about, you know, getting gift cards to people's houses. And so you have these people that, you know, come together. and, And unfortunately, um, have, have, have lost this fight, but they're, they're that voice that, um, you know, kind of keeps everybody else sane. And, um, like I said, for, for our kids to see this and we, we have, um, Brendan Vigue is one of our defensive tackles, um, and his dad right now is is battling that. So, so to have that on your mind, you know, what your dad's going through and Dave wasn't, his dad wasn't able to even make the game, um, you know, today. So, uh, you know, those are, those are tough, tough pills to swallow. And, um, the boys, uh, you know, do a great job of trying to control those emotions uh, when, you know, when their backs are against the wall.
0: You took on Garber this evening. You won forty-five to seven. How did you get it done tonight?
1: Well, we didn't play real well. I mean, in the first half, that's brutally honest. You don't see that in the score. I mean, the score—the score should have been eight to seven at halftime with us in the lead. Um, Evan Vasic started out with a seventy-yard uh, interception return for a touchdown, and. Um, you know, then we, we ended up getting a, another stop on them. And our first play went for negative six yards. Our next one for went for negative two. And our next one was incomplete. Um, Eli Murphy had a 50 yard punt that fl- flipped the field for us. And we got another three and out and then, um, you know, kind of started settling in. So we got a good drive. Uh, we went for two both times. They had penalties on our extra points. So we went for two both times and put us up 16 to nothing. And then we had the ball, um, on the, uh, on the one yard line to 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 score right before half and got back to back false starts into on the eleven and we lined up for a field goal with uh, two seconds to go in the half and it was a bad snap and uh, Ty Fournier our holder was able to get up and and make an amazing throw into the back of the end zone found Daniel Dooley for a touchdown you know and we kicked the extra point and um and uh, go up you know twenty four to um to seven. Um, and if we don't get those two touchdowns in there, you know, so we came in at halftime, uh, their defensive line kind of gave us fits. They beat us up a little bit and I've got, you know, some pretty good offensive linemen that we like to to run behind and, and uh, that wasn't getting it done. So they got challenged and called out and, and they took it to heart and, you know, our, our, our defense gave up, um, well, I'll just tell you our off, our, our defense had to face 11 plays in the second half. That's how many times they had the ball was 11 times. Um, and they gave up uh, tw- 19, 19 yards in the second half. But our offense just, you know, methodically marched down the field and on long, you know, drives that, that they just couldn't stop. So, um, you know, the, the score got lopsided in the second half. But uh, you know, second half we really stepped up on both sides of the ball and played extremely well.
0: When you guys got to the locker room at halftime, what was your message to the guys? Obviously, you said it should have been uh, a little bit different than how it uh, actually played out when you got there. What did you say to them to kind of get them motivated for that big second well,
1: half? Again, I'm not one of those you know, screamer and, and get crazy kind of guys, but sometimes you have to, you know, get a little bit excited with things. But it wasn't really anything, you know, crazy. With a couple of kids got called out um, because of uh, just you know things that were were going wrong, and we, we just communicate on you know what is this guy doing that's giving you fits, and um, settled in on that. And then, like I said, everything became a challenge. You know, if you if you think that you're um, you know you can't get it done then and, and you ask for help from the guy beside you and so on and so forth and we obviously communicated extremely well in the second half with those adjustments and um like i said i think that we talked about rising to the challenge if you know we're we're two fluke plays from uh from being in a dog fight so um said so just you raise your voice a little bit and you know that's life though with them i mean there's no you know you're not attacking anybody it's just the, uh, it is what it is with it, and and kids take that to heart, and they go out and do the best they can in the second half.
0: Who were some of your stars this evening?
1: Uh, Ty Fournier was our leading rusher. He had 14 carries for 120 yards, and then he also had that touchdown pass uh, right before half. Um, you know, Sam Talaga doesn't get a lot of credit at quarterback because we don't throw a ton. I mean, he was two for six passing, um, but we you know we we ran the ball. F- 49 times for 315 yards. So we had nine different kids carry the ball, five different kids score a touchdown. So that, you know, that's just a message that we talk about that no one on this team is bigger than the program. And uh, as long as we stay humble in that sense, when, when, when kids are going in and subbing in and out, no one is, you know, shaking their head or pouting that you put him in instead of me. It's we're, we're not that type of a team. And as long as we stay that way, um you know we'll 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 be successful
0: you got to pick six to start this game how big was it to get that to start the game and how excited was your guy to get that
1: well i mean huge you know they 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 started out with a five yard run then a 10 yard run then a five yard pass and a 17 yard pass four yard run seven yard run so they're methodically you know marching right down on us and them. Um, they take a shot and, uh, we came out, well, the last couple of weeks, we've played more spread style teams in Alma and Bridgeport. So we're only running a two man front. We have two down linemen and two outside linebackers. So we uh, were kind of outnumbered in the box and they took advantage of that. And And then we got out of that and, and jumped another D lineman in. And so they tried to take a shot and Evan, Evan Vasek's one of the fastest kids in the County, uh, in, in the, in the 100 and the 200, he broke the school record in the 100 and the 200 last year as a junior. Um, you know, and he was beat up week one. So he only had two carries, but he's starting to come on and ball hit him in the hands on the 30 yard line. And he got around the edge and there were, there were a couple of kids there from Garber that thought they could make the play. But when he turns on the jets, he, he's tough to catch.
0: You guys are now four and oh, this season that's kind of always the expectation is to just get better each week, but to get those wins along the way as well, looking at where you are right now, how would you grade this team up to this point?
1: You know, uh, somebody, I, I said coming into this game, I didn't know how good we were. You know, uh, 42 to 3 over a Claire team. Um, you know, Steve's a brand new head coach there. So we didn't really know what we were getting in with that. We knew we have, you know, Claire usually is, is a pretty tough team. Um, and then Claire goes in and, and, and wins their next two games. I mean, I'm not sure what they did tonight with Gladwin. But, you know, so all of a sudden you realize that you beat a 2 and 1 team week one. And then you play Alma and, you um, you know, Alma usually gives us a fight, but here's a weird one. brand new head coach there also. So you really don't know what you're going to get with a new offense. And obviously we have 59, 14. I think we win that game. And then Alma goes in and beats John Glenn 43, 23 the next week. So you start to think, Hey, maybe we're a little better, you know, than what you think. And then we go over to Bridgeport and Bridgeport has been struggling this year and we go three and out and punt. And then you're like, man, right back to that slow start again. So, you know, uh, i I always wonder how good we are, and you know we you, you don't know that until you um you know you get punched in the mouth and and you and you bounce back from this, but you know Garber was two and o and hadn't been scored on their first two games and they they lost twenty seven twenty one to Swan Valley last week and had a really had the ball first and goal on the seven chance to win that game, so we knew you know they were gonna give us a fight, and they did they came in and punched us in the mouth, and the kids um you know just just stuck with it and we're pretty darn good I mean we just have a lot of kids from different areas, but uh you know, um, we're just kind of a one game at a time, you know, you hear that cliche all the time, but, but we, you know, people are talking about us playing Frankenmuth next week. And what happens if you overlook Garber? And we've just never been that type of a program to ever look over somebody in this conference, because you do, you're, you're, you're going home with a loss.
0: Yeah, that is always the team that uh, seems to get a win on the scoreboard. We saw that a lot in the college game last week, a lot of big upsets that took place. And that can happen in the high school field, too. So oh, yeah. I know you, you are always focused on what's in front of you. You never look ahead. But now that you've gotten this win, we can look ahead. We can look ahead to Frankenmuth. You know you are going to have a tough task next week against Phil Martin and the Eagles. What kind of challenges do they present?
1: Well, they're defense is is amazing i mean it really is their their linebackers are blazing fast and their defensive line is physical and tough and their outside linebackers are ginormous and um you know they bring in a different style quarterback who's who's more of a passing style kid um who's not afraid to run the veer and so now you've got that dual threat where typically they just you know pounded down your throat and then you know they lost um one of their backs last week to an injury in the first quarter uh, they're fastest back and he didn't play the rest of the game. They still managed to score 51 points. So I would tell you that they're kind of like us. They've got a lot of other weapons that will come out there. So, um, you know, th- we know what we're up against with that team. They've had our number on the last few years. Um, they've, since they've been in, in the TVC eight, they have never lost a conference game. You know, our kids know that, Um, you know, I thought we played them, you know, well to start with last year and then uh, gave up a couple big plays and you know we gave up three hundred yards over three hundred yards rushing to one kid last year and um you know you can't do that against um you know bad teams, let alone great teams. and so we got our we got our tails kicked last year against them and um you know but we do the same things they do. we work out we we, we lift weights, we do the speed trains the seven on seven so it's gonna come down to you know who wants it more and and in you know making mistakes and things like that.
0: You guys are two of the best programs that uh, I, I've i ever seen in mid-Michigan. You know, I would include Swan Valley in that, too. I always enjoyed covering that yeah. program. Love seeing the games that you've had with them over the years. Always looked forward to Freeland and Frankenmuth. Anytime I got to come to your guys' house or their house, it's always going to be a packed house, and that is definitely going to be another game where you have got to get there early because both schools – travel exceptionally well is this at your place or their place
1: it's at our place
0: yeah so again get there early and be wearing green if you're a freeland fan because (laughs) it's going to take you a little time to find a parking spot because everybody's going to get there early and you know frankenmuth is going to bring a big crowd they pack the field at their place you know there you could probably get a chicken dinner sitting right down in frankenmuth on football night because everybody is at the game when it's Friday night football in Frankenmuth. So you're going to be in for a fight next week, but you're going to have a big crowd. It's one of those things where you watch one of those big home games for a college team, but you can also hear the traveling fans in the background. So I know that uh, it's probably going to be that kind of atmosphere for you guys next week.
1: Oh yeah, without a doubt. It will be an absolute packed game. I mean, coming into this week, if you're looking in the polls, which... Whatever those mean. You know, they've got Frankenmuth ranked number two in the state in division five and us number three in division four. So you've got, you know, two 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 according to everybody else out there, pretty good teams. And I guess we'll see what what we're both matched up against, you know.
0: Freeland defeated Essexville Garber, forty-five to seven. Congratulations on the win. I can't wait to talk to you next week, my friend.
1: Great. I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for reaching out.
0: Anytime. Kevin Townsend, the head coach of the Freeland Falcons. The Falcons are now 4-0 this season. Want more Freeland Falcons football? Then go to my website, aduffsaid.com, and look up previous conversations I have had with Kevin Townsend about the Freeland Falcons. You can also get that by listening to the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.